0: You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are so thankful you have joined us for this exciting edition of Boggy Talk, continuing in our series, Issues Facing Generation Z. And what's exciting is that we have a real live Generation Z yes,
2: <laughs> member yes, in the yes, room. We do.
1: So over here is James Ross, who is not Generation Z. He is not the special guest. He's the regular old guy who's that's here right. all the time. Not we old. went from faithful to regular old guy. That's
0: right. <laughs> regular, that. you know, regular yeah.
1: old. That's the, the new way of saying faithful. Uh, and,
0: <laughs> and we are also joining. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> about our, like, legacy members of our church. Instead of faithful and legacy, our regular our old regular members,
2: old folks. They'll love that. They'll <laughs> they love will by love by that. Well.
1: Yeah. well, we are also joined by a really cool guy Alec Ammons who is our student ministry director yeah.
0: how you doing man i'm doing good i'm happy to be here this is great you have yeah. a great name alec ammons that's just like alliteration alec and ashley ammons 4a's yes. wow yeah so what's your middle name alec james Oh, hey, there we go. Wow. 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 What a good. I'm going to start calling you AJ.
2: AJ. Do it. <laughs> do it. AJ. Yeah, AJ.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that could be a good
0: nickname. What do people, what's your nickname? People call you. Jim, Jimbo. Jimbo. My, my Jimbo. wife calls Jimbo. me Jimbo. My Jimbo. sister-in-law well, calls me Jimbo. How did that start? Jimbo. When I was a kid, somebody called me Jimbo. And like, they finally found out. that like, my mom <laughs> called me Jimbo when I was a kid. And so my wife and. Sister-in-law specifically jumped upon that.
2: Jimbo,
1: that's. I don't I think not Amy notice.
0: listens to this, but I'm a little bitter. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Jimbo. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I. I'm, what about you? Yeah, uh, J Dub. My dad calls
1: J-Dub. me JC and J-Dub is my, and J- what's funny is my oldest Josiah, his initials JW. So he wants to be J-Dub. Oh, I'm bringing that in. I'm like, no, buddy, let's, I'm, the let's o- do it. I'm the OG yeah, J-Dub. That's, that's got so J-Dub. I, I told him he can't have it. He's got to find his he's own ma- nickname. He's so. much cooler than J-Dub you, Junior. So. <laughs> that's right. J-Dub oh, Junior. He will hate that. <laughs> <J-Dub> <laughs> junior. He will hate that. Well, we're uh, thankful that you are here today and uh, representing uh Generation Z and wearing the Bayshore yeah, student uh, shirt. I am wearing a Bayshore short kids mm. shirt because i believe that children are the future and i'm wearing yeah, an under armor shirt because
2: i like to golf every once in a that's while that's right well I, <laughs> that's, you got fancy with the that's a, a, shirt. I'm, a, I'm
0: representing like boomer shirt this is that's a, a very shirt. jimbo shirt yeah <laughs> it is a very jimbo <laughs> shirt
1: if i were to meet a guy named jimbo i'd be like i bet you're wearing a shirt like that <laughs> <laughs> oh well we are talking today about generation z and technology yeah. and the reason we brought you in is because we are already ancient yes and don't we
0: can't operate the tv <laughs> the
1: remote anymore it's the power button you know
0: it's Input. so hard to find uh, we, we watch tv with like the audio and not closed caption right that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. that's
2: very very old school it's very oh, old school. man when you think
1: about like uh, our kids growing up technology and the technology that we grew up with, like playing the Oregon trail on a Apple IIe <laughs> DOS computer. So he's in his <laughs> <What's> 40s. <that? laughs> he's in his 40s.
0: So he speaks for okay. himself. I'm That's not that right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm okay. so much older, <laughs> uh,
1: so much older. So what we do want to talk about is uh, this today is just, uh, this is an issue facing generation Z. Uh, our generation grew up uh, really without a lot of technology in her childhood and then adapted technology uh, later on, uh, early uh, you know, high school, college years, early adult years. But you, your generation and younger, you are the elder generation Z in terms of the yep. age bracket. You're a um, millennial, right? Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm a yeah, millennial. You're in a little between, subgroup. I'm, yeah. a, I'm right on the line between millennial and Gen Z. But you are Gen Z. But I am Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's a millennial.
0: Yes. You guys are from a different yeah, generation. We're, wow.
2: Yeah, wow. Eight, months, right, apart, old, right? eight <laughs> months apart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, Christy's eight months older than me. Cool. Oh,
2: wow. Wow.
1: But we're the same generation. So yeah.
2: we we different generations. We don't wow. all... communication. <laughs> it's probably really hard <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> eight months can make a, a, a lot of difference. It does. So yeah, uh, we want you to just, especially as we talk about technology, we're really going to focus in on social media yeah. and and connectivity for Generation Z, because this is really uh, the new way to connect for them. That's just it's natural to them. Uh, so and to you, I say to them like it's this abstract people <laughs> group out there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you. It is me. This is you. So, Alec, you, you tell yeah. us about you. Uh, okay,
2: yeah um, i feel like a lab rat almost like.
1: <laughs> you represent all yeah. of generation okay. z right now so don't mess it up they're not a hologram generation no, z yeah are not we holograms. are real you're real you are the we real yes, food the real thing so uh and also i mean you you Preached recently. Prod, you prod. Did you say yeah, pride. I was making fun. I was so, <laughs> you you preached because that sounds funny. Yeah. Graduation Sunday. And so that was exciting. Good job, Alex. I got to hear yeah. you. Um, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. So a lot of people uh, may have missed because, you know.
2: It's they're, online. They're not old faithful. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Old so so it members. is online. So
1: listen to that. <laughs> so we're excited just for what's going on. So we wanted you to help us understand yeah. uh, Generation Z social media. So tell us this. What's really going on on social media?
0: Like, what
1: are students getting into? <laughs> yeah,
2: who's their top ten on MySpace? Tell oh, us. Oh yeah, my top ten mind- Space. I didn't even have a MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. That's okay. how far removed I yeah. am from that. That's wow. crazy. Yes. Um, what's going on in technology or in social media right now? I mean, it's really it's a lot of trends. It's nothing new, but it's just a new way to experience trends and um, a lot of what. Gen Z, I guess a lot of what my generation is into is um, creating their own kind of brand. So social media is, as much as it is connectivity, it's also branding themselves Mm. like a business does. Mm. Um, So being on trend is super important, making sure that you're up to date. If you're not, you get the OK Boomer or some other, whatever the new thing is, um, because you're not on trend. So... Mm. The trends change so much that I I don't know what the current trend is because Mm. it's it's constantly changing and adapting. And as social media platforms change and adapt, the trends change and adapt. Like TikTok has blown up because of their amazing ad campaigns Mm. Um, and Instagram just copied that. And mm. now you have two competing things that are using the exact same platform mm. or the exact same method to promote trends.
1: Yeah. and there's a lot of adults who recently got on TikTok. Got on TikTok, which means it's not going to yes. be popular for yeah, students much Facebook, longer. right? Like yeah. as soon
2: as our yep. like, as
0: soon as older people got on, they're like, we're done with that and move on. Yep. Yeah, I think your wife actually said she only uses Facebook so her grandma can like <laughs> stay in touch <laughs> with her see Facebook, pictures. <laughs> yep, that's
2: that's true. That's true. <laughs>
1: so I, I want to go back to what you just said because I was reading an article that talked about generation. Z, influence of social media, basically how they see themselves as a brand. Yeah, mm. and I think people may not fully understand what that means. Can you explain that? I mean, you've you've actually done graphic design and branding yeah. work before, so yeah. that helps you uh, kind of explain that to those eager listeners who yes. have no clue what you mean.
2: Basically, what it is is you know just like. I almost said Blockbuster, which isn't around anymore. I don't know why that's what I jumped to. But, there's but,
0: one. There's one in Oregon. There's one, there's there's one, one Blockbuster still? Yeah, oh there's, there's my a goodness. documentary. Well, that Blockbuster
2: Oregon. has great branding. <laughs> um, it, it's really just like any business that you would see. Um, we can talk about Chick-fil-A. They brand themselves as being very polite, being uh, great service, great food. Um, and it's it's their brand. It's what you know them specifically by. And so mm. what... what Gen Z age people are trying to do is create something that people know them by Mm. on an online platform. Mm. Um, And that's just easily recognizable. And you'll see that with a lot of the influencers. They are very on brand. They they stick to doing the same things because they know that it's going to get the likes. And then because of creative funds through TikTok and Instagram, they can start to make money if their brand is good enough. Um, And so I think a big thing for a lot of teenagers, a lot of Gen Z, is they see people on social media who can make money doing it. Mm -hmm. And they think that if their brand is good enough, if they if they can build a good enough base of people who support what they're doing and what they stand for, um, then they will ultimately be able to start making money off it. There's a guy who works at Subway. His parents own the Subway and he started doing TikToks of him making sandwiches. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no.
1: That's how ridiculous this is, right?
2: He makes sandwiches and answers questions about Subway. And Subway has signed him on a multi-million dollar Mm -hmm. ad deal. Mm -hmm. Not multi-million dollars, but... In the wrong
1: industry, man. Right,
2: I should start making sandwiches. (laughs) Firehouse, if you're listening, Um, I'm in. But he he literally just has a camera strapped to his chest, he makes sandwiches, and then he edits the videos and posts them with a voiceover. And, And... he makes it's, money doing that. It's interesting because I think like the root
0: of that has always been the same. Like, you know, but the discovery is more like you have to push yourself now mm-hmm. to be discovered versus you kind of had to wait to be discovered a little mm-hmm. more. And that's kind of over time in American history changed to where yeah. the field's level, playing field's level. But it seems like now more than ever, like you you feel this responsibility. Like if I'm going to be discovered, I'm going to make my mark. I've got to take yep. initiative to do that. Where before you had the guy who just like you know ate at Subway and lost weight and he was well I guess it didn't work out well for him in his yeah, life so probably should him yeah yeah never mind move terrible. on <laughs> move on yeah. but but we don't
1: speak, <laughs> yeah. think too that 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 pressure like I the branding pressure like if you're a company branding <laughs> mm-hmm. you're constantly looking for the next innovative yes. thing that's going to engage your customer base and so yeah. I think this that what you're saying really points to a huge danger mm. that we need to be aware of I mean for ourselves as well. Uh, you know, for, uh, if as adults engaging in social media, especially for our kids, for students, is that when they start seeing themselves as a brand,
2: mm-hmm. you know, it's
1: ultimately this, like, I want likes. I, what, and you you always have to push the envelope a little bit further to keep that engagement going. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I saw an article recently. It was talking about how... Um, influencers right now are exhausted of having to entertain people. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, so I'm sorry gonna, you made a sandwich. It's very Gen <laughs> <that's very and laughs> X to me. Like, wah, 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 grow up, yeah. get a job, you know, like, that's yeah. like, but it's like, that's because they're, they're constantly having to push the envelope. And I think what it really sets people up for is this duplicity where you mm-hmm. are presenting your brand and Inwardly, your character, your identity is so, it's far removed. And I Mm -hmm. think of, you know, my kids uh, love to watch Dude Perfect. They love Mm -hmm. to watch Mr. Beast. And it's all about branding. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. actually know these people and their character. But it's this exciting brand for kids, for students to watch. And I, you know, read, uh, you know, Mr. Beast is now being accused of basically having a terrible work culture and abusing his employees. You would never guess that. Why It looks no. like he's the most fun person to be yeah. around online because that's his brand. Mm-hmm. And I think for our kids who are engaging, for students who are engaging, uh, there's that temptation. Like, I need to present myself. And I think in a spiritual way, you know, kids, students, we're going to try to like I want people to think that I'm. Farther along than I am, more spiritual than I am, even, you know, and, a yeah. spi- you know, and, and, not, and present that. So that leads us into this next question. Uh, we, talk about, we talked about this, um, or excuse me, next week we were talking about mental health and how that's a huge factor, social media and technology. Mm-hmm. So what relationship do you see uh, amongst your peers and uh, with students as you're leading our students in this church and you're yeah. very engaged with students? What do you see? How, what correlation do you see there? How do you see all this impacting mental health?
2: I, I think that it's almost a one-to-one correlation. Uh, just like you were just saying about um, their identity being, basically, they've got two identities. They've they got a personal life and they have their social media life. Um, it, it leads to a lot of mental health. The the biggest thing, especially among uh, young ladies and, and Gen Z girls, is comparison, mm-hmm. um, and that's such a hard thing because it's a constant thing. They are they are constantly scrolling through and and targeted ads and and targeted posts for people that age are a lot of other girls that age mm-hmm. um there's so much a lot of the influencers are or you know they wear a certain type of clothing and and they act and dance a certain way and so there's a lot of not only peer pressure to do that but also if i do not do those things. If I don't dress this way, if I don't talk this way, if I don't act this way, if I don't drink that Starbucks drink, then I am not as valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, especially for our our young ladies, that's where it gets really hard. And, and comparison leads to anxiety and, and it just kind of spirals from there uh, because their identity isn't found in, in truth, it's found in what they see on social media. And because we were just talking about trends, They're never going to meet that identity. It's going to change. It's going to constantly be changing. And it's, it's, it's like a rat race. You're constantly having to figure it out. I'd say for our guys, mental health comes from kind of the same thing. Almost it's targeted ads of ladies wearing a certain type of clothing, dancing a certain type of way and leading our, our young men into, into horrible temptation. And, that's um, so
0: accessible now. Oh, too. it no, is. It is accessible completely.
2: Yeah. Any platform that they're on, it is completely accessible. Um, yeah. And and really, our I think the biggest thing, and, and we're gonna I'm, we're gonna talk about parents in a minute, but I'm gonna touch on it a little bit here is our even this like there are students that are smarter than me with technology. They know so much more than I do, and so because they're so cutting edge when it comes to technology, a lot of the things that we want to put in place for our students. They know every work around and they can, they can get by it. And so it comes back to, to teaching truth and, Mm -hmm. and, and what, and being very bold, like students and Gen Z, they just want what's true. They, they don't want to beat around the bush. It doesn't have to be fun and catchy. They, they want truth. And so, um, that comes like when, when I'm teaching on, on a Wednesday night, it's, it's what, what can I tell them about who they are in Christ and, and, what their value is, mm-hmm. um, so much more than they see on social media mm-hmm. through technology.
1: That's good. You actually did that like a few Wednesdays ago, I think. I, my my kids came home to talk about it. They were, and maybe you. I think Ashley. Actually I think it was shared, Ashley. Yeah. yeah, they're actually. Oh, she's way better. <laughs> yeah, <than laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. She's
2: <laughs> generations older than me. And eight months of wisdom <laughs> yeah. she's got on months, the holidays. Yeah, those but first yeah, eight you months. Guys of were, I mean,
1: I appreciate you guys. You know, my my kids. Um, all oh, this is 13 about to be 14 and doesn't have social media yet because even though he begs for it <laughs> and all of his friends do, and that's for us, I don't judge anybody else who's allowed, you know, but for us, we're like, that's You're just <laughs> <three> do. <laughs> <laughs> James does judge. Uh, but I think it's like, we're just not, and it's hard for him to understand. And I'm just like, dude, you just have to trust me. Like mm-hmm. where you are and it's not you, but it's like where you are as a, as a 13-year-old teenage, like that is just something you don't need to be dealing yeah. with right now. Yeah. And it's more, it's not, I don't, it's, from my perspective, it's not as much to protect his quote-unquote innocence mm-hmm. because everything's accessible. It's really to help him I really want his identity yeah. you know to be formed mm-hmm. as much as possible we're not we're never done being settled in that uh even as we get old right we're like we're still figuring that out but you know man so much has happened in a teenage brain yeah. that I was like that's one thing we can pressure we can just say hard no to yeah. right now oh yeah you know well,
2: and, and just drama on social media just Woo! the connectivity of social media and even just tech, like just phones um you're just so much more connected to drama, and mm-hmm. uh, it's why we don't take phones to camp. Because what at at midnight when we're all supposed to be asleep, you have groups texting each other, and it just leads to drama. And it's just mm-hmm. it's another unnecessary step that a teenager already has to go through. Like I had a cell phone in in high school, but I don't know if y'all did. Uh, they
1: actually weren't a thing. <laughs> yeah, so y'all didn't.
2: Uh, People had beepers. Y'all had drama People in had. high school though, right? People had beepers. People would like. And we
1: were like, "Oh, they must be a drug dealer." Yeah. <laughs> that's like the people thought. It.
2: But you also had drama in high school, though. Absolutely. And so imagine that heightened because you can get it. Twenty-four yeah. yeah, seven. You can't
0: withdraw. Yeah. You there's know. no there's withdrawal. natural rhythms of yeah. like life is hard. I mean, yeah. like yeah. it is. It has always been. Like you're like, I want to go back to the old days when people died of syphilis and everything. At <laughs> <laughs> forty years old, and you know, well, that's a sexual. I don't know syphilis, <laughs> I mean, <just> but <laughs> I don't is, know. How about t- dis- tuberculosis? yeah. There we go. Typhoid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. What Oregon Trail were you on? <laughs> but anyway, but like, Ugh. so life was hard. But I think there's these rhythms when we can withdraw from the drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a pastor, like your life ministry is tough, and so if you're just always connected and always in it, like you're just not wired. Yeah. You're not strong enough. And I think that that a lot of our younger people like don't see that, and they're mm-hmm. not even able to withdraw if they're if nobody's helping them yeah. to see that. And specifically the ones that don't come from stronger families who are more intentional about this, like they're not validated at home. So they're Mm -hmm. looking for validation even more. And I mean, The Social Dilemma was a very eye-opening documentary and it didn't even get in this fully. Like they're a product and they begin to operate transactionally Mm -hmm. with people too, you know, and it's just – that's devaluing of themselves and of other people in who are created in the image of God. And so yeah. it's dangerous. Oh know? yeah. And I'm not trying to be like scary, spooky, like, but that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I said I do judge like there, there is no way in my mind that a 13 year old should be on social media regularly. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, and I'd well, be happy if you want to talk to me about that. let's talk. Well, I think about I'll, I'll win the argument. Just so you know, my, but,
1: my own self. It's like, I have to set boundaries mm-hmm. for myself as a grown yeah. man. Like, you know, as a, as a grown man, a, an adult, you know, women have to do the same thing. So it's like, I have to, so how 13 year olds, 14, are not naturally good with setting boundaries. That's why themselves. you don't drink when you're 13, right? <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like, and so it's like, this is a boundary we have to put in place for our kids. Yeah. And, uh, what you about to say, sorry, yeah. I interrupted well, you. No, You're, you're the good. guest.
2: You're good because you're touching on exactly what I was about to say is, we, a lot of times, hand 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds, sometimes younger than that, a rectangle that has the entire world's information on it. Right. Um, which is so much more than they can handle. And it has so much more information than they really need at that age. Um, with, like we talked about earlier, almost unlimited access to anything that they can find. And then the flip side of that is you're also giving people unlimited access mm. to, to kids. Mm-hmm. And right there's There's the danger of that, and we we know that danger, but we we don't always see that danger. I mean, even you think about I'm gonna go back to my subway guy um you think about that like your subway guy's safer than mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little bit uh, it be subway, um, yeah. subway guy. our subway he guy's better for now uh, um, yeah, for now <laughs> yeah, he'll get that subway guy. He'll yeah, yeah, go way anyway, downhill um but he has an influence like he talks to you as a direct voice mm-hmm. into kids life. And, and we have to understand that everything that they see on social media is someone else with an influence in their life. Um, giving them information that, that more often than not probably isn't accurate. And, and that's what you'll see. Like a lot of young people will argue like, but you know, it's just, it helps me learn and it helps me grow. Cause I'm, I'm learning so much, but so well, yeah, Sorry. but <clears throat> where's that coming from? Yeah, Where is right. that learning coming from? And, mm-hmm. and, and who is who's pouring into your your kid? Who's pouring into your your student? Who mm-hmm. who you don't know? Like you don't you don't know their background. Subway mm-hmm. guy, you don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. um, in behind closed doors. Because it is that mm-hmm. it is that double yeah. standard life where you can be something, and you can be something completely. Mm-hmm. Else. So
1: I think you know most parents think that they have a pretty good handle on their teenagers and technology, and I think most parents probably. Uh, don't have as good a handle as they, as they think, Mm -hmm. myself included. Like there's probably things that I think I've got a good handle on it, but I may not. So, and we also, and you touched on this like teenagers can be real slick and they can get around, they can find a workaround. So what would you say are some helpful guidelines for parents uh, in understanding their teens and technology?
2: Yeah, I think um, there there's obviously there's apps and websites that you can pay for to help monitor that. Um, But again, they're great, and they work. Um, but as they they aren't as up to the times as, as a lot of times kids and students are. so we we have to do more than that. I think it's a great first step. Um, those apps and and websites can be really helpful as an initial barricade. I think the best way though, and this is a really simple way, more often than not, unless your teenager is just really, really good, and has like eight jobs, you're probably paying for your kid's phone. Um, <laughs> yep. You should have unlimited access to that phone because it. they will hide things in all kinds of... You should know every app. You should be constantly checking text messages. Um, they will delete them, read the text messages. Um, it's, it's just something you can look in. You should know every aspect of, of your phone because again, it's unlimited access to a big and scary world that that wants something like you said react they act transactionally mm-hmm. it, they're not just for entertainment they're here to mm-hmm. take something mm-hmm. from or or teach something and mm-hmm. there's just so much influence that that can be so negative and i really think that that is the only it's still not going to be 100 percent effective because mm-hmm. of how smart students are and how smart kids are but we really have to Open up, and I say this—I don't have kids, but we—we we should be parents should be opening up their student phone. And there's this whole like, but it's mine, privacy, my privacy. Yeah. It's like I paid for it, so <laughs> it's fine. Like that's yeah. that's what my parents. When I got I got a Facebook because I wanted to play Farmville, um, <laughs> Farmville when I was in high school and. I just to know, so you know, that's like grandma stuff. Oh yeah, I well, never played Farmville. If movie, you scroll neither, deep goodness. enough into the Facebook that I deleted because I needed a new one, yeah. uh, it's just like I need a reindeer. I need a reindeer. I need <laughs> Your a reindeer. Grandma gave
0: you one. Every oh yeah, time. every
2: time I needed a reindeer, <laughs> I know nothing about what grandma you're about. stepped up and gave me a reindeer, but. That's they. I and forgot so what so I was saying. But ran over her. The yeah, got yeah, yeah over there we go. The reindeer. Yeah, nice,
0: <laughs> nice kid, reference there. Reindeer. you have to sing it too. Yeah, oh, Grandma got ran over by
1: My a reindeer. reindeer. My kids
0: love that song. It's
1: I've, great. It's a good so,
2: movie too. So
1: terrible. That there's I a movie, called, there's a movie called movie. Yeah, oh, wait. Does it have Ernest in it? It sounds like Ernest. It's an S- animated S- movie. Oh, okay. It's like a Scooby
2: Doo animated movie. And Grandma gets hit by. Is that on TikTok or is that like that? I doubt any of our students know that movie. That was like elementary school. Yeah, yeah. um
0: Well, you know, you're saying, and I appreciate your challenge to the parents that, like, hey, specifically if you're paying for these things, like, you have the right to them. And I think that, you know, parents have really got to sort through their own insecurities Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, you can't – I mean, we see it in the travel sports culture Mm -hmm. and all that here. Like, so many of our parents, like, they're getting their their validation. They are. They're getting their validation by how their children do and they want their children to accept them. And, you know, I, I want a f- great relationship with my children, but I do have to remember, like, I'm their protector. Yeah. And there have been things in our house, you know, where we're not as open to some of that as, you know, some of our other parents are, where our children are like, well, we want to do this or so and so. And I, I literally say, when you are 18 years old, those are decisions that you will make for yourself. Mm. But it is my job to protect you. God is Trusted me to watch over you, and as long as you're, you know, in my house, this is how it's going to be. And you know, I'm not saying they're like, oh, amen, brother. You know, <laughs> I did like, it now. Yeah. Wow, thanks for the. But I do think that that has always been. They get that I view whether they agree with me or not. They definitely know where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and I think that as parents, we have to help our children see where we're coming from. Yeah. And I think they'll be thankful. Even, and you know what? We, be, we might be being t- too overprotective. We mm-hmm. might be making mistakes in that because we're going to. Right. But I think yeah. what matters the most of our children is that they know there are these people who do not see them as a transaction. Right. That they see their, them as, hey, we love you and, and we're, we're here for your good. In. Yeah. And so especially when they face adulthood and are figuring that out, to know they have a mom or dad that
2: yeah. view mm-hmm. them that
0: way is so important.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think too, part of it is helping our kids as they mature, you know, it's, you know, as they like the analogy of a kid learning to ride a bike, like most kids use training wheels. And then if you take the training wheels off, you know, depending on the age, like most parents are going to walk beside them and help them until they're able to ride a bike on their own. And, and really with, with technology, that's kind of the, the end goal is that we, it's inevitable that our kids are going to use technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, be a part of it. It's going to be a part of their lives. And so we want to lead them to where they can engage with it healthily. And we don't do that by just saying, here it is, go figure it out. Like it's a a scaffolding, you know, as they mature and grow. That's that's an education where there's the scaffolding that we're providing and then as a parent, you're that's actually his- a
0: construction word
1: it is a <laughs> construction but it's like you're providing me this framework and then as you're teaching them how to use it you're slowly removing the framework so they are independent mm-hmm. and so I want to ask that so what are some things that maybe your parents did uh, that helped you navigate this or yeah. I mean I don't know I mean I've met your parents and they seem like fantastic people uh, good. and uh, good parents <laughs> I mean you turned out Okay. So that's
2: fair. <laughs> mostly, you know,
1: somewhat <laughs> yeah. we're all still growing. Exactly. Uh, and I think maybe you're mature enough to do this and have, a, you know, say what are some even things that you wish your parents would have done differently or helped you a little bit more. And I think that'd be really helpful for us to understand as we're navigating this.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, first off, Hey mom. Um, and then, <laughs> she's,
1: she's going to share this. Yeah, she depending is. On for what you sure. say.
2: Well, she's not on social media, so she oh, won't. Good um, for you. Yeah. There you go, mom. I don't know how you're going to watch this, but yeah, um, <laughs> The the first thing that I would say is they they had access to my accounts. One of the rules when I got my Farmville Facebook was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that I had to follow my parents and they had to follow me. And it was like this reminder, and I wasn't posting anything when, other than I need a reindeer, but <laughs> it, it was a constant reminder to me that my parents are looking at what I'm posting. Mm-hmm. And I can't escape that because they're... That, he didn't have any other friends on Facebook. <laughs> uh, um, he, My dad would just look at my posts and look at my brother's posts. Um, and then the other thing is they set the really great example and they actually intentionally moved to houses that gave me the opportunity to disconnect. Mm. Um, and I was growing up kind of at the beginning of all of this. So Facebook was really the trend and um, Twitter had just kind of started to be a thing. But I, I they put me in situations that I could disconnect. They, they gave me outlets. Fortunately, I had two brothers, so I always had two fight playmates. Um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but they, they moved into neighborhoods that they knew other kids my age would be in that I could mm-hmm. connect with mm-hmm. outside good. of um, the mm-hmm. screens. And, and I think they, they were okay and times change. But when I was growing up, I was a, a streetlight kid. When the street lights came on, I had about 15 minutes left. And that really made a yeah. huge difference because I was able to disconnect. It was like what we were talking about earlier. Providing those opportunities to disconnect were so important at, that my parents did. I think also I knew that they paid for my phone. They really reminded of <laughs> me of that often. Um, anytime I was like, well, I'm just going to take your phone because I own it. Um, yeah. And that really, that was a great incentive Keep things on the up and up, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and I think that it it worked. And I think the other the other thing that I, I wish that my parents had done was stayed more connected with what was on trend. Um, mm-hmm. That's hard to do because it requires you, it requires a lot of work. There's yeah. great articles, um, and there's a ton of resources online that can help you stay up to date on what's going on. I'll give you one real quick. Recently, in the last year, TikTok had a trend, and I can't remember what it was called, so forgive me. But, You're so trendy. You yeah, can't I can't remember. It's, 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 it's already so old. Trend. It's so, old. Very it's trendy to so be like, old. I don't even remember what <laughs> yeah, it was because yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like
1: so up on it now.
2: But it was yeah. it was basically showing people how to shoplift. Um, oh, and it like, was just like, here, here, exactly. And it was like, yeah. And they called it, bar- I think it was like hashtag borrowing. Um, and it was literally just okay. like, here's the process if you want something but can't pay for it. And I think there's a lot of things that even as I was growing up that I don't think my parents missed. But if they had been more attached and more a part of the the cultural trends and changes and and what's going on. And I think that would have come just from conversation mm-hmm. with me. Like, hey, what's going on on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, and that your kids will hate that. But it's important to know what's going on. I think if they had done that there would have been some things that i wouldn't have have fallen into i wouldn't have wasted a lot of time on um and and it helped develop healthy habits of hey you've you've that's mm-hmm. that's a fun trend but mm-hmm. let's do this and again providing those outlets to to step away from social media yeah but i think engaging in conversation about what's happening on social media being their friends and on social media and seeing what they're seeing and mm-hmm. and then taking their phones and literally scrolling through what they're seeing and I think for a lot of our young guys, that that's a huge thing that parents can help with mm-hmm. is see what they're looking at um, mm-hmm. because if they know that you can see it, then then I think it's a it's just another tool that you can use to help mm. mitigate that some.
1: That's good. So uh, as a young guy, like what about you personally right now? How do you? Uh, what boundaries do you have in place? Yeah. For yourself.
2: Yeah. I I really try to limit. Screen time, Uh, just because, you know, I have a wife, I'm trying to spend face-to-face time with her. I'm trying, we're about to get a dog, so I wanna spend face-to-face time with my dog soon. (laughs) Um, And I I want to be engaged with what we're having. One of the things that I try and do, I'm not great at it all the time, is have a one screen limit. It's really easy if I'm working on my laptop to also have my phone playing a TV show while there's like nature sounds on our actual TV. and so I try to set like a one screen limit. So I'm mm-hmm. only engaging in one thing at a time. And I think that's really good when it's a, movie night and we everybody should be engaged in this one yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, hard for me
1: because I'm yeah. like at this stage of life we're watching movies and I'm like with our kids I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, how much longer? Yeah. But it's important that I'm modeling that.
0: Yeah. If and I have a one screen limit, I fall asleep. <laughs> 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 uh, you yeah. Can yeah. That's a kid sometimes how movie night goes with
1: that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But that's modeling that's modeling yeah. engagement. You know, yeah
2: and parent. And especially as social media, there's so many things to connect with. TikTok, instagram twitter facebook for some there's probably something else that i don't know about yet um snapchat there's there's all kinds of things that that um are going on and so teaching your kids to focus on one thing yeah um not only will it help their concentration levels but it'll help Mm -hmm. focus on one thing um i also just have boundaries with where i take my phone um I don't know if it's, we're going to get into some bathroom talk real quick, but like, if your student is spending a long time pooping, like, it's (laughs) because they're on their phone. (laughs) Is that the first time somebody said pooping on Boggy Talk? It Um, might be. No, no, we've
1: we've had parenting talks. I'm sure sure it happened then.
2: Good. Good. Uh,
1: (laughs) You know.
2: But your students are, are taking their phones into the bathroom. One, they can be isolated in there, which isolation with technology, especially for our young men, is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, just there's just some hygiene things that are kind of important with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're, you're teaching I don't know them. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not going to get <laughs> into it. There will be fecal
0: matter on the phone. <laughs> oh, and we're not speaking. That's a school. We're word. not speaking rightly.
2: <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> teaching habits that they don't have to be attached all the time. Yes. Like yeah. it's constant connectivity is such a problem, and I struggle with that, especially like email. I'm addicted to email, and which our students are not. I don't think uh, <laughs> they're like I have seven thousand emails because yeah. you
1: have to have an email exactly. side up for things. Exactly. Yeah,
2: then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just there's a, there's, there needs to be time where you're not disconnected. And I think in the bathroom is a really easy time to not be disconnected or yeah. to be disconnected. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, not any less sanitary, but I mean, any more sanitary, but having a book in there, you know? Yeah. I mean,
2: that's, <laughs> it's as long as the book stays in there and you wash your hands, that's probably, good.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think it's what true. you're hitting on yeah. Yeah. is just, it, it goes back to sequence. having boundaries, yeah. having clear, like, you know, whether it's bathroom, whether it's not in your bedroom, like it's always in a public area in the house, like it's in the living Mm -hmm. room, you know, like that's what we have to think through. Like we need to set these guidelines and guardrails so that we're uh, helpful.
2: Yeah. And I think one thing that parents especially can do um, is set up like a charging station in your kitchen, in your living room. And that's where all of the phones, even your phone goes at night to live Mm -hmm. because we need disconnection as well Mm -hmm. and to again model that for your student of hey at the end of the night it's not by my bed it's not that's that's just another place that Mm -hmm. you know students are losing sleep Mm -hmm. in major ways because the way that social media is designed is to keep you scrolling and to keep you engaged if you watch a social dilemma they've got a cool kind of like graphic picture of that Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a constant okay like you'll get ads like how did you just like that video that you just watched and they'll start to cater more things that you want to watch. So you'll get stuck for hours in this scrolling loop, especially at nighttime when you could be going to sleep. Um, and, and I think students are losing sleep, which affects so much and mental health mm-hmm. plays into that. Mm-hmm. So having that spot where all phones go, all technology goes at the end of the night mm. Um, is just so important. And especially to model that yourself is, would be great. Well, you bring that, you
0: brought that up a couple of times. And I want to say that like, you know, so one of the reasons that we hired you is we really were saying, Hey, we want to bring somebody in who is, you know, I I was the youngest, like, you know, (laughs) ministerial staff member uh, that we had. And we want to go younger than that because we want, you know, Gen Z to have, you know, an influence in what we're doing. And, um, just naturally, there'd be a better connection with students as we moved, you mm-hmm. know, and Michael was promoted. But what I love about you and love then is like, I in no way, like you do have a natural connection because you're close to them age. But like, you're not trying to be like cool to them. Like, you're <laughs> no. not even trying to do the same things they're doing. You right. just want them to know you care about them and you believe God has a plan for them. Yeah. Right. And I think as a parent, like you're 15 years younger than me or 14 years younger than me. But that shows me like if you aren't trying to be cool to these <laughs> my 12-year-old, mm-hmm. yeah. then I certainly am not cool to my 12-year-old <laughs> and shouldn't be trying to be cool and they meet, yeah. need me to know and they need me to model this for them and I mm-hmm. think, like, parents, this would be my challenge to you, like, if you're always on your phone, mm. yeah, you're always distracted and if your spouse isn't allowed to have full access to your phone, yeah. oh yeah, then it's going to be challenging for you to have this kind of relationship with your children and I think, like, ultimately, as you say all this, like, I love the illustration you gave of your dad you know, and it belonged to him. And so he had the rights to it. Like first Corinthians says that our bodies belong to God. And I think this needs to be the appeal to our children. Like it's yes, it's as a parent, I'm modeling this for you. Like I own this, but ultimately like you're gods Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be on pornography and you shouldn't be obsessed with social media and you shouldn't be disconnected from the world and the mission and plan God has for you. Because what does God want for you? Mm -hmm. And I think as Christian parents, like we've really got to get there in our conversations, preparing them to think like that when they are out of our house. Mm -hmm. That's great. One of the things you said, too, so maybe think of how I think
1: teenagers, like boundaries, though they will not like them, ultimately, I think they are a relief for them Mm -hmm. because they kind of recognize, like I think about, You know, our oldest does have a phone. It doesn't have social media, but he has a phone. And so he has access. And there was a time when I was like, hey, I just think you're spending too much time. And so here's what we're going to do. And it was like, he was like a little bit ticked first, but like normal, like Mm -hmm. normal behavior. (laughs) But then he was like, you could just sense, he was like relieved, like, oh, like, and I think it's because it goes back to teenagers aren't good naturally at regulating themselves Mm -hmm. and having, and so it's, we do have to be, it's almost like, we have to be, and it's exhausting, especially if you have multiple kids, but you are really like having to be their second brain, <coughs> yeah, you right. know, you know, and, and it's
0: well, teenager brains real.
1: And oh. it is, it really is. I mean, <laughs> yes. it really is. And I think we have to like say, like, I need to help them. Like I've got to be the second brain for them to help them think through this because the yeah. goal is that they are able to one day think right. through this for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not there yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that, that's good. Well, anything else you'd add to all this? Yeah,
2: I'd add, I'd add. I'm going to do four things, but I'll do two things to what you just said. First off, setting those boundaries is really, really important. I'm going to say that. I've said it a bunch. I'm going to say it again. And um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I I mean, I grew up with a phone through high school. I got my first phone in middle school, but it was like a flip phone. It was not. Anything. It was a jitterbug. Uh, it, I wanted one of those <laughs> oh more God. than I wanted this okay. phone. Yeah. Um, no, it was just like a little tight keyboard phone. Yeah. But I actually didn't get my first smartphone until I was a sophomore in high school, no, a junior in high school. Um, I was the flip phone kid, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so that's a boundary that you can set. You mm-hmm. don't have access. Like you want your students, your kids to be connected. Yeah, you can text people, and I'm going to mm-hmm. look through your texts. But yeah, here here's this awesome dinosaur flip phone, and then they won't want a phone anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I I was I grew up with smart technology, and I had a college professor take us on a retreat, and literally forced us to put our phones away for an entire weekend. Mm. And throughout the whole process of us getting ready for it, it was like, no, 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 like, how am I gonna wake up in the morning? What am I gonna do at <laughs> night? How, how am I gonna survive in the dull moments? We played board games, we, we engaged with we each connected other.
1: Connected with humans, And yeah.
2: for an entire semester, I had been sitting with these, these other peers of mine, one of them being Ashley, I was well connected with her, but um, we, we didn't ever get to know each other in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then in this one weekend, mm-hmm. by the end of the weekend, we wish that we had that from the beginning mm-hmm. because we had engaged with peers in things that weren't on social media. And so that disengagement is so so important, important for parents. Um, I forgot what my second thing was, so probably really profound. Yeah, yeah. it was super <laughs> profound. Um, but I do have two book recommendations yeah um, that I think are really good. One of them, it's not a Christian book, but it helps, Kind of mm. expound upon the. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's called the Bible. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it helps expound upon why Gen Z wants to brand themselves, and and honestly, it's it's called marketing for Gen Z or marketing to Gen Z, um, and it's really great just to get inside their heads a little mm. bit but also get inside what businesses are mm, yeah. thinking about the big deal. Um, mm. your your kids. Mm. And so that's a really good one. And then this one is a Christian book. So okay. I, I had to have one. On that, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Faith for Exiles. Um, it talks about how um, our students are growing up in a cultural Babylon and um, plays that out with social media and mm. technology and connectivity and what that really means for our students and how they're, growing and interacting with their peers and and how we can pour into them um, as parents and pastors and as a church family, how we can really pour into the next generation. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good book. I highly recommend it. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for the recommendations yeah. and thank you really for all that you've shared. I, I feel like I've learned some yeah, things just here sure. from you. It's I agree. have learned. <laughs> I've, I've learned. I've just learned. <laughs> uh, I've learned and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for your uh, influence uh, in our church and in our, with our students and families, my own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they love you already. Uh, and I, and I appreciate how you, you are. It is very apparent uh, that you care about mm-hmm. them. And that you are trying to engage them and teach them just what it looks like to follow the lord uh to know him and be his disciple i appreciate that i, I love that when i walk through our student area from around i'm like i i do see our kids our students kids they don't want to be called kids Mm-mm, they are students. They, students i do see them connecting with each mm-hmm. other you know i think you guys have done a good job i know yeah. michael did a good job before that just really kind of say hey we want to not engage in our phones right yeah. now, like be with people, and and that's hard because it's not mm-hmm. natural to them anymore. Yeah. They naturally want to connect with a screen, and so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful yeah. for your influence and, and role, and uh, we have may have we may have scratched the surface on on some things, and didn't you still have questions? So I know that Alec is. Available, Yeah, come uh, on. Available to talk to parents, available to talk to students. Uh, yes. if, you, if you feel like mm-hmm. you need help talking to your student, mm-hmm. uh, he's that guy. He's, he's good hey, at let's it. do it. AJ, AJ is happy to talk to I'm in. Let's AJ go. <laughs> happy talker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but feel free to reach out. It's alligantchurchonbayshore.org. Of yep. course, uh, send us a message if you've got questions. Uh, and yeah, we are so thankful you have listened uh, or watched whatever you're doing uh, to this episode of Boggy Talk. So join us uh, next week at... As we uh, episode Z, episode, episode Z, Z of Generation end. Z, it is the yes. last episode. It is the the Z to the, <laughs> the series. As we uh, really piggyback on some of these issues, uh, talking about Generation Z and mental health. Hmm. Uh, so you don't want to miss that because I think it's just some valuable insight. Uh, and really, uh, it may it, it may raise more questions than <laughs> answers. But ultimately, that's you know that's the point of getting stuck in the mud. That's so, right. That's true. Uh, thanks for joining us. We hope you'll tune in next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.